we're here. Hey. We did it. Long right. distance style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so rough. I know. This is what it's actually like when we always start when we're stressed. That's actually true. <laughs> That's really true, actually. Yeah. We just sit here and just are like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't. I usually bow out and you have to like knock <laughs> me back into it. You're like, come on. You can you do this. It. You enjoy it. You like it. You love it. This is fun. This is our thing. Is always having technical difficulties. <laughs> Someone grows so sweaty all the time. <laughs> Needing some do for the bo up in here. Oh, God, welcome everybody. Welcome to Four for Gore. <laughs> Yet another uh, another technical difficulty, another snafu, if you will. Oh. I like that. In case you haven't picked up on it, we're trying this for the first time remotely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's we're going to find out. Well, because somebody had to go travel recently. And it wasn't me. But <laughs> <laughs> I like how you apologize. You're like, I'm sorry that I went and saw family because it's very much needed in these times. I'm like, yes, how dare you? How dare how you? How dare you? <laughs> we our lives. <laughs> It happens to the best of us. So I'm going to let you go first with your with your life updates. Hold, please. Okay. Happy holidays. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I, I love that. I add to the list earlier, and I was like, "What was it again? No, nothing. Got it." <laughs> I mean, the holidays were nice, but you know, it's just still weird and still you know, whatever. I know. I know. Got a tea warmer, man. My favorite gift. Oh, you got a tea warmer? Well, like, uh, here, I'll show you. I've always wanted one that you put on your desk. Yeah. So nice. You know, I found that I'm at a, I'm a 130 degrees Fahrenheit type of gal. Oh, it has different temperature settings. Yes. You said it and forget it. And, uh, now not only do I have like a, you know, um like a zodiac sign i got a tea warmer temperature i love that for you lukewarm that's girl right fun. here <laughs> that's great and jill's book nook i'm still reading jim henson and it's really good still so uh, uh the book that i told you that i got at the airport yes i haven't touched it yet no i thought you, you have like a layover didn't something happen? um so oh that's you i'll tell you I'll tell you all about that. I kept that a secret from you, I think. I think. I have one other update. I'm sorry. Yeah. Before we get no. into your, is there better? Can we talk about my tea? It's a fresh Yes, always. <gasps> Shut the front door. Guess what? Matches my phone case. I know. Christmas <gasps> gifty from the man friend. So tea warmer and freshy tea. So. I love that. Very happy with it. And now you get to stare at my bosoms and Jack. Like this, this the whole time. Episode. Like this the whole time. It's I'm just very posture Yeah, I'm just like, yes. Don't move. <laughs> Don't move. I oh, need I to love look him. Crazy eyeballs. So yeah. But yeah, oh. I had to share that. You know, it's tradition. If there's a freshy tea, one must show it, display oh, yeah. it. Absolutely. At least I know that his name is Jack. <laughs> As we all know, 
yours truly sometimes just does not well i can't get michael and jason ever straight so we'll get there someday i'll probably get it like if we ever like retire doing this or something like when i'm like 100 years old i'll be like you know what jason was my favorite with that machete and you'll be like oh my god you did it it's like for the end of romeo and michelle romeo and michelle's high school only if you say that i'm the rhoda no the opposite. I can't remember. and you're the road. That is but so the only way funny. That translates to me is is yeah, Michael and Jason. I don't understand it otherwise, but I don't it's okay. I don't know. I don't know what my problem is with that. I'm not sure. I'm here for you. Appreciate it. I feel like some people just don't catch on it, but I think some of it is because uh, people people don't see when I say it because when we're doing the actual podcast, as people are listening, that might not actually go and watch some of this. They don't know that I'm screwing up. People have texted me. Have they really? Oh no. <laughs> you know what I say? Thanks for listening. <laughs> I, I mean, now I'm, now I just make fun of myself response to this thank you <laughs> thanks so much for paying attention <laughs> a plus you. it's so oh funny God, that is hilarious only oh, like three only like three. Oh, well that's okay it's better than like i don't know a bunch of people like tweeting at us and messaging us and dming One of them was in singapore i was like how'd you get my number <laughs> yeah well, how, how did that happen <laughs> that is so funny i love that so tell me about your life. My life. So nothing too exciting. Um, obviously, New Year's uh, was the most recent. We've already passed Christmas. Hope everybody had a good one. Yeah. Um, and then New Year's. Sorry, there's a darking, a, a darking bog. There's a barking dog in the background. Ringing it in right. I know. <laughs> um, no, but New Year's 2021 is here. Uh, I dare not talk about it. So just because I don't want to wish any, I don't want to wish any bad luck on anybody. Um, if you talk, it's like, if you talk about it, right. Yeah. Then it knows. So anyways, it's here and I spent it in Palm Springs, which was pretty awesome. Not going to lie. Never seen the desert, never, never, uh, been that South in California. So we saw Palm Springs, we saw Coronado, we drove through the mountains, we, went to La Jolla, we went to San Diego and saw Natalie and uh, her fiance, Alexa. That was awesome. That was like a quick little fun trip just to see like where they live and like all that fun stuff. Nice. And then um, that was really the trip. It was overall relaxing. Um, I think my, my brother-in-law said it best at one point because Dave was like, are you ready to go home? And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm not necessarily ready to go home, but my liver is ready to go home. <laughs> so that summed up the trip very, very well, because every single damn day I was either drinking wine or a Bloody Mary or a mimosa. <laughs> I was just drunk the whole time. <laughs> the whole I was about to say, I was going to say you were very hydrated. And then I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Nope. And then whenever you're in the desert, it's obviously like, you're dehydrated regardless. So my sister's yeah. like, you need to be drinking water. You need to be drinking water. And I'm like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You're and like I, the ice melting in my bloody Mary. So <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> there's definitely stuff here. Electrolyte. So, yeah. 
but it was good. It was fun. Um, one th- one really really hilarious thing did happen though. I mean, there was a lot of funny funny moments, but one really funny moment that I'll never forget for the rest of my life is Dave and I went and bought fish tacos. Nice. And Dave was like, "We're gonna go eat the fish tacos by the ocean and just stare at the ocean." And I was <laughs> like, "Okay." And the the thing about the the West Coast versus the the East Coast for anybody that's maybe never been is that depending on where you're at, you sit up off the ocean. You're not like eye to eye necessarily like flat with the ocean. So like there's like mini cliffs and there's like little spaces where like the tide has come up just enough, but it's kind of knocked down some of the sand. So like kind of like, you know, whatever. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 uh, they were from misery. What was it called? Oh, when the tide would come in and then it would take out. And then oh. it was. Oh, talked about it so many times too. Pilings. Pilings. Yeah. Sorry. Couldn't help it. No, you're fine. Looping it back. No, you're fine. So, oh yeah. So we're sitting there and we, the second we sat down, obviously multiple seagulls start <laughs> to surround us. We had two that were our friends for a little bit. There was a male and a female and they were to the right and they, um, they were super cute. And the one just kept going, but like really quiet, like super quiet. And then the other one would try to get too close to us. And then the one that was just talking very lightly would go rah, rah, and like try to get them away. Like, don't touch them. They're mine. <laughs> and then at one point, Dave was holding up his food, like in the box, yeah, trying yeah. to get a sh- like a shot of the ocean with his food, holding it, like saying like, you know, I got to eat fish tacos by the ocean. Hashtag fish tacos. Yeah. And um, out of nowhere, this one seagull just fucking dive bombs right into his food. And just, it goes everywhere. 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 And um, the funniest, I mean, he did clean up after himself. Like, he went down and, like, picked up, obviously, the styrofoam and, like, any pieces that weren't food. And went down and grabbed it and got rid of it. But I mean, we kind of were asking for it because they're so used to getting fed, I'm sure. It was like the circle of life and you're holding, like he's holding it up and it's like, that's ridiculous. I just shit my pants. I'd have laughed so hard and been scared. (laughs) It was so bad. So anyways, that was funny. And I, I didn't feel too bad about it happening only because he had, I think he bought, uh, three different kinds. Uh, No, six different. No. Three and three. So six total tacos. Yeah. And they were like this, like not street tacos, but they were the smaller tacos. And he already had eaten, I think, like three. So <laughs> he got half of his own food he paid for. So yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah. So the trip was fun. And then we came home and we were back to reality, which always sucks. Yeah, it was like the first day going back to work and it feels like forever because I was off, 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 off. And then I was off since Christmas day and then didn't get back. I had to work Chris or I had to work New Year's uh, Eve. Right. Uh, which sucked, but it wasn't that bad because once one thirty hit because I was on their time, I was like, whatever, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then um, was done with that. But then I had what, three, three more days off right after that so I was like what what is work I don't understand right today today was a struggle oh I bet yeah it's a struggle 
four. I have tomorrow off and then I go back. I'm going to be grumpy. Oh, that's nice though. And I like, and I like my job and I'm still going to be like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Dave was like, I don't know what to do with myself. I feel like I, I, I don't know how to do my job anymore. Cause well, he's been off even longer. Like I, yeah. I never remember how to open my computer. I'm like, whoa, huh? What Dude, is customer? Guess I can't work. <laughs> Whoopsie. I've lost yeah. the phone number for desktop support. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the IT guy's name. Whoopsie. Oh, there's multiples. I don't know anybody. Hey, I don't need to know them. They don't need to know me. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> um, but no, he he uh yeah, he didn't he didn't know what to do with himself either. But he's been off way longer than me. He's been off for like three weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. I know, insane. So for him, it actually kind of made sense to be like, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> for a minute. Um, so the reason I started telling you earlier before we started recording that I'm really sore is that I started working out again. I started this morning at 6.30 in the morning. Are you doing at-home workouts? Yeah. Yeah. At-home, at-home workouts. Um, and, uh, I, I use, I use this girl, her name, she goes, uh, by Cassie or like people probably know her from whoever, but anyways, she goes by, she doesn't go by, but she's Blogilates is like the company's name. Okay. And then she owns a company called Popflex that sells like all the equipment and all the gear and stuff. And then, but her name's Cassie and my sister and I both use her and it's our little inside joke to be like, oh, well, Cassie's coming over today for a little bit. <laughs> And so I texted my sister and I was like, Cassie, that bitch, she was over here at 630 in the morning. She's insane. And my sister's like, wow, really early. So like ambitious, so proud. I'm like, but I can't, um, the only thing I can say is that I'm so out of shape and I have not worked out in so long that when I walked down the stairs, cause it was leg exercises. <gasps> when I walked down the stairs, I'm not kidding you. I thought I was going to fall, <clears throat> yeah. fall. I've been using the handrail all day because I'm like, well, if I fall, at least I'll catch myself. You get one of those like geriatric chairs to go up and down. Dude, I did that once. I hadn't worked out because I don't do that ever in life, ever. And I decided to do like a, you get everything worked out in 15 minutes on your, you know, mini lunch break. And I'm like, sweet. So I did like power everything's and was in so much pain for four days that I'm like, well, never again. And <laughs> my friend was like, you went from zero to 60. Like you didn't even <laughs> warm up. You did nothing. You just jumped into like multiple power speed squats, as many as you could get in in three minutes. And I'm like, all right, I guess I should have. You're like, I'm great. I'm good. Good preheated the oven before I stuck in the turkey yeah that's, that's different that's not it no but I know what you meant well that's rough man good for you though good for yeah you. so I mean <clears throat> yeah I mean but like the thing is though is that I, I definitely I need I said I was going to start today regardless I was going to start yesterday and then I was like no yesterday was my first and only day <clears throat> in between vacation and and starting work again yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this. Uh, but then I weighed myself this morning and I'm pretty sure I cried. So mm-hmm. I'm not, ki- I'm actually not kidding you. I'm the heaviest I've ever been right now. Oh, and I was very, very sad and very upset about it. Yeah. Um, and so the journey started, oh, gotta get thin. 
Er. Been there. Been there. Um, and then other than that, just uh, Tulip, Tulip has like a growth on her eyebrow. Is it another eyebrow? It might be another eyebrow or it could be a zit. Oh, ugh. in which but, case you'll be ecstatic. I mean, I'll be ecstatic, but it's so close to like her eyelid though, that like, I don't want to, I don't want to like, in case it's not, I don't want to irritate it and then have her eye swell up. Cause right now it's just kind of chilling there. So sorry if anybody's squeamish about eye stuff or zits, if it's a zit, I, I don't know. Huh? I said, I said, aside from me. Oh yeah, no, sorry. You don't count. We freaking like, run a horror podcast. I have to tell somebody to get it out there to the masses. I'm like, oh, do I have to be here for this part? <laughs> That's my life updates. Well, go visit one of those um, Noxema vending machines that I've seen at the shopping malls. Have you seen those? No. It's like you can put a cell phone in one vending machine and then like a whole line of skincare products in the next one over. I'm like, why, why, why? No one goes to a dermatologist anymore. They just go in and be like, beep, bop, boop. Like they're ordering the three musketeers. And then they're like, a whole thing. Like cell or something. I don't know. Like, I think that I have oily skin sometimes. Maybe this will work. Hey, vending machine. Do I have combination or dry? <laughs> and it's and like, like and you have to like squish your face up against a thing. Like it's, <laughs> I think we just came up with something. I think, I think we're we did. We're pretty rich think- right now. You came up with something, and it's, I think it should just be called Smush. (laughs) (laughs) Smush face testing, where you can take us seriously. And then it's just a girl with, like, glass up pressing up against it, and her whole hands, she's very happy. Oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. Mine didn't look so happy. I looked like. You have to smile if you're going to be a model. I looked like I was hit by a bus with a flat. (laughs) You're happier. But they like show you they sh- you're like the before be person screen capture for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I love it. I we'll love marketing it. strategies at another time. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We don't want to. We want to do a slow reveal. You know, you know what I mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, no, I don't. I'm excited <laughs> that that's pretty much done though now. It is almost done. Yeah, that's my only other life update. I forgot. <laughs> I well, I'm not talking about it in case somebody didn't go back and see the other stuff and they feel really excited because they thought that they figured it out. So. Oh, the significant things in my life, Mare. <laughs> Those are my life updates. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's the fastest we've ever done them. I'm sorry. I bring it up all the time. <laughs> that was one of my favorite 2020 moments. It was my favorite. One of them? It was one my favorite them. moment of the year. Of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Period. I know. Well, it was a weird year. Everybody oh, had a weird I love year. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, sorry, my wrist keeps vibrating, so I apologize. I had to put... you to stand up. No, no. Just text messages. Give us a standing so I, had to... O. I had to block everything so that I wasn't getting text messages um, on the computer. Because it was like, bing, did you hear it? Oh, I did hear it earlier. Yeah, so that means it made it through. Great. <laughs> Great. I haven't heard it since, though. No, no. I, I uh, turned, I turned my notifications off. Do you want to introduce where we are today and our stuff? Yes. Okay. I want to talk about what movie we're watching. That's my Buffalo Bill. I can't. It's not good. <laughs> I love you. Without, I mean, it was good. No, it wasn't. It's okay. okay. 
It's okay. I'll still share my skincare line fortune with you. Okay. Um, thank you. We are talking about the one and only Silence of the Lambs. Yay! So <laughs> excited to be bringing in the new year with this movie. Such a good one. Truly, such a such a classic. I'm gonna stop talking. Um, and obviously this is a boring rest of the episode. <laughs> mm, I'm just gonna be done. It's just gonna be Jill sitting here, and I'll just smile. Okay. You just breathe it and then walk away and do your own thing. You're doing squats somewhere else, but it's I do. Like- I do have something to share with you. <laughs> I'm going to do the rest of the episode from myself, but the outside of myself. Hey, wait a minute. Is that the Belvedere from the Duomo or whatever in the background I see? Where? Oh, I'm this one. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Did you, did he do that from memory? Huh? <laughs> Oh my God. You know what I never understand? Why does he say, you know, France when it's in Italy? That's in Florence, Italy. Oh, see, I don't know that shit. Wait for the trivia. Oh, yay. I don't know. Graphical. It's all. I don't know anything. No, I'm kidding. It's not that. But like, that is a part of it. And I'm like, well, I wonder why he says, do you know France? Or maybe he's trying to trick her into being like, I do. I knew that was the Duomo view. I know. I mean, I sometimes kind of wonder how much of a bullshitter is he and how much does he really know? Like, did he eat fava beans with that guy's liver or, or maybe was it a red blend and not a Chianti? Yeah, I don't, I'm not entirely sure how that really goes. I just, I feel like he could bullshit a bullshitter. Yeah, for sure. I would let him bullshit me. Yeah. I'd let him wine and dine on me. On you? I would. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, damn. I know. I have a big wow. crush on Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I have like a, I got to get cozy. So you're going to all go for a ride for five seconds. <laughs> you just disappeared in your cell. You were just yeah, the- I can. Oh my God. <laughs> I go away far enough. I can. I can disappear. I just don't know how to do. I mean, I can, I'd have to turn the camera. I'd have to push this away. <clears throat> The best part about the best part about Zoom backgrounds for meetings is that in the middle of a meeting, if you if you like, there's been times where Dave's come to the to the office door, and when he's come to the office door, he'll sometimes look at me and go, "Can they see me? Can they hear me?" Because from the office door, they can't see him, so he can have a conversation with me oh, and not yeah. have to worry about anybody seeing him. But if he comes just a little bit too close, it, they can see him. Like certain things will be like back here. But anyways, it just freaks me out at work when I'm like mid conversation and all I see is a background and I'm like, oh, seven, so must be away from their desk. And then all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> they're just like, <laughs> they just, I'm back. Did I, did I miss anything? <laughs> did you, did you guys, <laughs> guys, can you, Hey, can you hear me? And I'm like, you, Hey, Hey, I'm like, did you just quantum leap into frame? Like I can't even. <laughs> I, um, one time, one time, there was two things that happened at my job that, oh God. <laughs> those are the only things that ever. Not happened. those two things, other two <laughs> things. So, the, <laughs> so the first thing that, the, one of the first things that happened on Zoom was there was like a bunch of us, like 80 of us or so on this call. And you just hear somebody pop on late, but their camera was off. 
but uh, how we have it set up and you can do it on here too but we just i mean it's just the two of us there's, there's no sense is that whoever's talking or in the middle of talking it highlights you in yellow i'm sure you've seen it mm-hmm. so obviously somebody was talking and like doing this presentation at work and this other person was eating something out of a bowl <laughs> and we're all like we're all like okay so and so you know i didn't know who it was but i guess somebody else knew who it was they're like okay put yourself on mute put yourself on mute and then somebody in the chat was like i'm trying to message him personally put yourself on mute like whatever and then all of a sudden over you're just here oh shoot and then <laughs> Oh, shoot. Puts it on mute. And then another time somebody disappeared into their background and they didn't disappear very well. And I swear to God, I saw someone taking off pants. <laughs> so I don't know if that's actually true what I saw or I feel like that's what I saw, but I'm pretty sure that someone was like genuinely. Pretty sure I saw someone taking off pants. Something. Cause they, like in the background, I saw somebody like lift their leg and they, their hands were down by their pants. So I don't know if like somebody was changing into like sweatpants or something for the day. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's called a nooner. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly we're not. Clearly (laughs) we're not. Amazing. Well, I'm glad you saw your coworkers' balls. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know. I could (laughs) have. Sure. Faded in and out of the background of Hannibal Lecter's cell. I'm not sure. (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually gonna move myself. Those here. balls blend into the brick really well. Into this brick? <laughs> no, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I'm gonna get us started off if that's cool. Yeah. Do it. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Following formula. Yes, yep. you're good. Go. All for right. It. So obviously, as you have to say it all like uh, Hannibal Lecter does. You have to talk like him all All of it. Yeah, and you have to call me Clarice. Clarice. (laughs) Okay, fine. Go on. Go on. Okay. It's not sexy when I do it Um, (laughs) at all. So obviously, we uh, watched The Silence of the Lambs, as as Jill has already advised, and it released on uh, February fourteenth, nineteen ninety one. Isn't that Valentine's Day? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a romance, right? It is in my eyes, man. I mean, I think it's a romance. And fantasies. And, yeah. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> so, <clears throat> rated R. Should be, of course. The synopsis is a young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to help catch another serial killer. A madman who skins his victims. And that was from... Hell to pay 27. <laughs> Some of the names just get I me. know. <laughs> IMDb, man. IMDb. Hell to pay Buffalo Bill lover. <laughs> idol. <laughs> my idol. Gonna be besties. He's real. I skin my humps to 79. <laughs> there always has to be a number at the end. Ugh. And then there's going to be that douche who has 69 in it. Oh, always. There's always a douche that has 69 in there. Sorry for anybody that's fans of us that does. <laughs> We've already laughed about it, if so. Yep. Um, so box office, the budget was 19 million. Opening weekend was 14 million and opened on uh, uh, February 18th, 1991. The gross overall was 131 million. 
and the cumulative worldwide gross was 273 million so like a lot yeah (laughs) a lot okay a decent chunk of change worth (laughs) worth bending over for like a quarter yes yeah absolutely oh that sounded weird nope nope Nope. that's okay i gotcha (laughs) i gotcha um okay production company uh strong heat uh demi productions and then orion pictures and then uh running time 118 minutes the director was jonathan demi composer was howard shore and then i got lazy again oh no is douglas pipes pictured on there (laughs) he might be what was he from the last one he was the composer on the last one (laughs) What he was the composer I thought on the witches. Uh no. No. Douglas Pipes was Krampus. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Because <laughs> he's the best name ever. <laughs> I mean, yes. Oh shit. Okay. All right. He'll be okay, so yeah. happy to hear that we're talking about him again. He's yeah, like, he's oh, oh. <laughs> you guys hear that? He just woke up from like a slumber somewhere. He's like, oh, someone mentioned my name. First name, last name. <laughs> Not just Doug or Dougie. Dougie Pipes. Dougie, Dougie Pipes. That could be a good rap name. I know what I'm going as for Halloween next year. <laughs> Dougie Pipes. <laughs> I just have like a tuba with me. You just see you going down the hall. I don't know what hall it is, but... Almost played the jug by accident. I <laughs> I can't. You're welcome for the inspiration, Mr. Dougie Pipes. I can't. So the cast overview. This is by first build only. I cut some people out because who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. They weren't anybody like. I cut the DHL guy out of this episode, too. <laughs> oh, the DHL guy. I love how he made the credits. Uh, we have Jodie Foster, who plays Clarice Starling, obviously. Lawrence A. Bonet, who is the FBI instructor. I'm guessing that that's the one that finds her in the woods in the morning. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I get maybe. I, I thought maybe it was a peer. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Oh shit, man. Okay. Um, doing well. We have uh Cassie Lemons, who's Ardelia Map. I think that that's wait, who's Ardelia? Ardelia's her but her buddy, like her her friend. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. The they, only she, other girl going out to be in the FBI. Yes. The from only. what I from what I see. Yes, no, you're correct. You're actually very correct. Yes. Um then we have Lawrence T. Rents playing Agent Burroughs. Scott Glenn is Jack Crawford. Anthony Heald is Dr. Douche Frederick Chilton. Dr. Douche? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Frankie. <laughs> Frankie. Not to be confused with the doctor. What? No. <laughs> no, what were you going to say? No, it's stupid. No, it's not. I said not to be, Dr. C, not to be confused with Dr. D. Who's Dr. D? You called him Dr. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> See, it wasn't stupid. I'm stupid. <clears throat> You're on California time still. Give yourself I guess. 
give yourself a break. I, yeah, I suppose. And Fire you're cell with limited oxygen, from what I can tell. Yes, extremely limited. That's probably, maybe I should get out of here. I know. Um, uh, so, um, Frankie Faison, Faison is Barney, who actually has this guy locked up. Love him. Not locked up, but you know. Uh, Don Brockett plays friendly, the friendly psychopath. Frank Seals Jr. is the brooding psychopath. Stuart Rudin is Miggs. And Anthony Hopkins is Dr. Hannibal Lecter. And <laughs> looking back on this, that was a really poor choice to do that because guess what? Guess what we're missing? Uh, oh, the what is matter. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, Catherine? Yes. Thank God for cell phones. <clears throat> I can't remember his name. Mm. Buffalo Bill. This is what happens when you get lazy and you don't read your notes. <laughs> well, at least that part of my notes. Ted. Pass the guy. Yes, I'm going to pass it. And the UPS guy. And the USPS guy. And <laughs> FedEx. Did you say FedEx? No. Okay. I think I covered, I think I covered all of them. You did well. I did? Okay. So Ted Levine is jamie gum aka mm-hmm. buffalo bill mm-hmm. and then well but wait hold on where's uh <clears throat> yeah Catherine martin is uh is brooke smith is Catherine martin so there we go that's the main people that everybody cares about i mean there's yeah. other officers and stuff but like you know whatever so i didn't go over this with you yet joe but i'm going to double check with you before i do to make sure that it's not a fun fact that you might have covered I found it from Wikipedia. Oh, maybe not. It's about, it's about the casting. No. No? Okay. I, I I don't do fun facts often, as you know, because it's not yep. my specialty. Uh, however, I thought this was interesting, so I had to. Peppered so, it. I did. I peppered it in. <laughs> Sprinkled. You have to do it in front of my body because if not, it just goes away. I know, your hand disappears. It's real creepy. You look like Thing from the Adams Family. It looks like it just creeps in out of nowhere. <laughs> Is it scary? Yeah? Um, <clears throat> so for casting, my fun fact is Jodie Foster was interested in playing FBI agent Clary Starling immediately after reading the novel. However, in spite of the in spite of the fact that Foster had just won an Academy Award for her performance in The Accused, 1988, Demi was not convinced that she was right for the role. Having just collaborated on Married to the Mob in 1988, Demi's first choice for the role of Starling was Michelle Pfeiffer. I, I don't, okay. Who turned it down later saying, it was a difficult decision, but I got nervous about the subject matter. He then approached Meg Ryan, who turned yep. it down as well for its gruesome themes. <laughs> Laura Dern, oh. who uh, of whom the studio was skeptical as not being a bankable choice. As a result, Foster was awarded the role due to her passion towards the character. Uh, I think if I had to pick between those other people, it would probably be Laura Dern. Yeah. I can't imagine the others in that role. And <laughs> Even I, I, Michelle Pfeiffer is... I love Michelle Pfeiffer, but Michelle Pfeiffer is... Only one of two things. She's either sexy badass or she's just kind of she plays a bitch. She's really good at playing a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I I don't know. I couldn't picture her there at all. Yeah. 
It'd be hard to. I'm I'm happy with. Well, I'm glad that they went with my pick, Jodie Foster. Right. I told them. I told them. You told? Did you? Did you write up? <laughs> did you write up? Uh, uh, Demi. Demi. I signed. I signed off on it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, sir, let's do this. He was like, he's like, oh yeah, this this will do. I think I can. Yeah, I can get behind this. Diesel fitter. Yeah. So of course there were awards. We don't get those very often on here. So because <laughs> we talk about like slumber party massacre. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that actually got some, didn't it? Probably a Razzie somewhere. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. We're like, hey, damn it, you need to recognize our taste in movies, and they're like, Ugh. <laughs> not exactly. It's not exactly Oscar material up in here. Like, so go on. Uh. So awards. So the 64th Academy Awards, it swept, man. So it won for Best Picture for uh, Edward Saxon, Kenneth Utt, and Ron Bosman. Best Director with John was Jonathan Demme. Best Actor, Anthony Hopkins. Actress, Jodie Foster. And adapted screenplay, screenplay was Ted Talley. At the 49th Golden Globes, it won Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama for Jodie Foster. The 45th British Academy Film Awards. It won Best Actor in a Leading Role for Anthony Hopkins and Best Actress in a Leading Role for Jodie Foster. It actually won, actually won more awards than I thought. I forgot that it won Best Picture. Yeah. Oscars. Yeah, I just remember. I mean, I don't remember it. <laughs> I wasn't like, you know what? That was a good year. That was a good year. <laughs> that was a banner year. That year I watched the Oscars at five years old. I'm like, oh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, I, I remember hearing that it, you know, pretty much took everything, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Which they were like, that's not going to happen for a horror movie. So we better call it a thriller. Right. Did it's they like call a it a thriller? It's like a logical thriller. Okay. Well, I mean, I can, I see this. I see the thrilling, but they can go F themselves because it's a horror movie. It's super scary. I mean, it's super scary. and It's got a lot of, it does have some nasty, disgusting shit in it. They just didn't want to call it a horror movie because of the stigma behind it. You know what I mean? And they're like, Ugh, but we won't, we won't sweep the Oscars if we uh, call ourselves what we are. But I mean, I'm not to say it's not a psychological thriller. I don't know. I could be, I'm on both sides. <laughs> both sides. Got it. <laughs> one personality is on one side. One personality is on the other side. split though. At least they the both. The one is somewhere off watching Hereditary right now. It's like, what? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's your third? My third personality, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay good. It was filmed in West Virginia and then Pennsylvania. And then, of course, the main places that I thought were interesting after reading would be Soldiers and Sailors, which is in Oakland, Pittsburgh. And then the Pittsburgh airport, any of the scenes at the airport is all filmed at the Pittsburgh airport. So I, inside, that. I believe outside as well, but inside for sure. And it was funny because like when I went back to watch, I was like, holy shit, that actually is. That's baggage claim. I did not know that. And she comes out. So, and then uh, McKeesport. And they gave like the specifics to some of those. Like, I think there, the, there was a funeral home that they, the funeral home that they used is I think maybe in McKeesport. And then there was a couple other places. And then Ohio. Oh yeah. Ohio. So then now to the critics as always. Good old, good old Raj, Robert Ebert, Raj, Raj, Roger Ebert. <laughs> oh boy. RogerEbert.com gave it a four and a half out of five, which is awesome. Yeah. One key to, the, and this is what he had, one of the things he had to say. So one key to the film's appeal is the audience 
is that audiences like Hannibal Lecter. That's partly because he likes Starling and we sense he would not hurt her. It's also because he is helping her search for Buffalo Bill and save the imprisoned girl. But it may also be because Hopkins in a still, it, the, in a still sly way brings such wit and style to the character. He may be a cannibal, but as a dinner party guest, he would give value for money if he didn't eat you. <laughs> he does not bore. He likes to amuse. He has his standards and he is the smartest person in the movie. Slimmed up Hannibal very well. Yeah. Metacritic, um, the Metascore was an 85 and the user score was an 8.9. Um, IMDb gave it an 8.6. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an overall 96% and the audience scored it a 95. I think that may be like one of the highest scored movies we've ever. Yes. I watched. think we've mostly hit, uh, we've mostly hit a lot of um, like high 80s, maybe. Yeah. Like the better ones, but definitely yeah. not, definitely not that. Yeah. I'll be excited what for when we talk about the only movie that I know that has topped all of those, um, Cannibal Holocaust. What is, the, is that on our list? No, I'm joking. It's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't have talked any of that. It's terrible. That sounds well. It should be on our list, right? You no. won't like it. No, you won't watch it because there's uh, a lot of animal deaths. Well, I have to draw a line somewhere, and that might have to be too many animal deaths is a line, and other shit's a line. We won't talk about that other shit. Yeah, triggering for some people, but uh, animal deaths is a trigger for me. <sighs> there's like thirteen of them, so we don't. It's not on our list. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> good. Now, what uh, about you, lady? Do you have anything peppered? I do have a little bit. <clears throat> or not peppered. I meant like random. Sorry. Random. Pre pepper. Pre peppers. Pre seasoned. Pre um, uh, seasoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The finishing salt is to come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Silence of the Lamb. Now, I don't know. Uh, IMDb, by the way. Mm. Um, not entirely hundo how accurate all of this is but interesting nonetheless silence of the lambs was inspired by the real life relationship between university of washington criminology professor and profiler robert keppel and serial killer ted bundy bundy helped keppel investigate the green river serial killings in washington um bundy was executed january 24th 1989 the green river killings were finally solved in 2001 when Gary Ridgway was arrested on November 5th, 2003, in a Seattle courtroom, Ridgway pled guilty to 48 counts of aggravated first-degree murder. So basically, like Mind Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, Mr. Bundy, could you maybe help us with this rascal over here in Washington? He's driving everybody crazy. Uh, so I thought that's literally kind of killing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just slicing and dicing. Um, Fangoria magazine was declined the chance to cover this movie because Orion Pictures and the filmmakers felt that the magazine's focus on the horror genre would stigmatize its award season chances. They were also barred um, from covering Cape Fear, 1991, for similar reasons. Oh wow! So, yeah. Um, and then the only other like rando that I had, again, not sure how true this is, but. Mm, fun to think about not sure uh, martha stewart and anthony hopkins dated briefly during production she's making them so many doilies um oh. following, <laughs> following the film's release stewart ended the relationship because she couldn't divorce hopkins from his performance as hannibal lecter so oh. she was 
Every time I look at you, I think you want to eat my liver with some fava beans and this nice centerpiece I made on this table. So I don't want to date you anymore. I don't know. Holy shit balls. I know. I was like, well, if Stewart stands a chance with them, then I mean, I gotta. (laughs) I just, that's, that's okay. That's wild. Now she's like on TV with Snoop Dogg, so I don't know. (laughs) She's had quite the uh, career. They're best friends. It's the weirdest relationship, but I think it's great too. Yeah. Wait, what? No, I said, I was like, she's probably dating Flavor Flav now too. She's like (laughs) real real wild with it. She's wearing big clocks, but they're like grandfather ones. Yeah. Grandfather clocks. (laughs) She painted them herself. Should we jump in to the opening with the bold letters? And how about running that obstacle course for me would mean being found dead by one of my peers in a wooded area? Holy crap. It was a lot. And I felt very similar vibes, uh, except a little different. Um, Foggy wooded area for sure. Seems like a fun place to have a jog, said no one ever. (laughs) It's like a tough mutter without the beers at the end. The celebratory beers. And I say it to myself aloud every time I watch that movie. When she dismounts from the cargo net, I'm like, I would hang myself. I, I would hang myself or I'd dislocate both arms. <laughs> yeah, it's so like casual. She's like, bloop, I learned how to do it this way. I'm like, oh, I'd be stuck <laughs> at the top if I got there. <laughs> they taught me how to do that and I'm going to do it. Tuck and roll, baby. Oh my God, it was the worst. Yeah. It was the worst. I also think that I would be super annoyed. Like that's when we like obviously realize like right away. Obviously, she continues to run through the woods. And we first find out that we're like that she's pra- practicing words, Colleen. That she's at the FBI academy. And I do have to say that I really like and appreciate the shot of maybe that's the instructor that uh, whenever she runs past him and he turns around and just like how they kind of quickly but slowly zoom in on his face and the FBI is just on his hat yeah I thought that was a really cool scene yeah yeah is that your favorite scene in the movie uh yeah no <laughs> it is no um, yeah and then I think it's so funny because they had to like go out and fetch her like whose job was that errand man like he's like oh and she's fast too like he's like <laughs> damn it she's like three quarters of the way through and she's like thanks and then has to turn around and run all the way back I'm like yeah right and she runs almost she's like Forrest Gump take a message for me let him know I'll be back when I'm done running this labyrinth of doom (laughs) and Lyme disease yeah the Lyme disease would probably be really serious there see if you could survive this obstacle course and Lyme's disease that comes with it free (laughs) of charge um like so many ticks and then she gets back and I'm like how on earth did she get in that elevator with all those dudes after being in the accused <laughs> you know what's really funny it's how not tiny funny. she is compared to all of them it's not funny but I thought the same thing <laughs> I did I was like oh that's got to be uncomfortable in a weird yeah. way she's got to feel uncomfortable but I also was thinking how can she be packed on an elevator all sweaty like that <laughs> Like, I would be like, just don't look at me. Don't talk to me. It's the stigma. We're women. We're ladies. We're like, we don't sweat. It's just like all in her chest right here. I'm like, I, I know. She's got like a deep V of. It goes down to her belly button. Purse. 
Yeah, it probably was. I mean, it would be for me and my tears from running it, being like, I made terrible life decisions. Why am I here? My path. Oh God, I have to run on it. And then Croft, we we get to meet Crawford when she, you know what I mean? Like, I like Crawford. Crawford's a, like, solid dude, I think. The, I like uh, the, the whatchamacallit, the, 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 the detective guy, the main guy. Yeah, when she goes to meet him and, and he's like, I've got an interesting errand for you. I'm like, shit, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> like, yeah, I would be like, but that's also, like, the, that, that was, like, the first real eye-opener, uh, which I forgot to tell you, Jill and I always uh, compare how many pages of notes we have before we start. And I actually have only for the first time ever, I only have two pages of notes, like actual, like movie notes. Oh my God. You know why? Because you're on vacation for a week? No, because I couldn't take my eyes off the fucking movie. I know. I did stop stealing my notes. That's later later in my notes. And I have, it wasn't even a note. I just couldn't. I have six pages of, I think I'm funny. So we're going to find out. <laughs> you are the you are the comedic part of this podcast. I just kind of help fill in, whereas I'm not needed. You keep us on track. So I hope you have bullets on the, on the plot, because I know mine's riddled with holes. Oh, man. I don't think I have, I mean, I thought, I've got shit. I don't know if you can see that, but, um, but no, I mean, this is our first glimpse into, into Bill. Yeah. And all the terrifying, disgusting shit that they have in real life, probably on walls of, of, of FBI buildings. I know. I love how it looks like like a, a, a poor man's guidance counselor's office. And then she turns around and sees the wall of like terror and is Holy. like, oh, I guess I know why I'm here, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to do like a really bad Southern accent. I can't do, I can't do her Southern accent. I can't. I do can't either. The West Virginia, the West Virginian. Poor West Virginia. That deep that it's not even how you like it's not alabama no it's definitely not and it's not southern it's kind of got some southern bill but it's kind of got like uh, mm. but it's not quite steel magnolias no i don't know it's more hunting crawfish in my backyard stream oh you guys are gonna go for a ride (laughs) i had to get comfortable teenier than you are in real life my legs are killing me it doesn't feel good to do anything with them um I can't even look at them it hurts um but yeah that the wall is terrifying yeah it's awesome and then uh Crawford is seriously like not to call back but he's like uh Starling if you could go and just be mind hunter real quick that would be awesome we have a little a little jobby for you and if you do well I'll give you an a minus another one yeah, another one. Oh yeah, I do love that part when he's like, he's like, I believe I gave you an A, and she's like, A minus, sir. That's what it is, A minus, sir. <laughs> I get, I think That's I did the it. The only thing we can say with the drawl. <laughs> Any other words, Mister Lecter? There it is, Mister Lecter, Mister Lecter. It's just us practicing the rest of the time. We like never get back to the plot. People Don't are like, come on, Mister Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Oh yeah, I was saying mister. That was fucking wrong. Okay. Well, he is a mister. He's not my fucking doctor. I hate when people do that. I hate when doctors make me call him doctor. I'm like, you're not my doctor. Oh my gosh. That's what I mean. You're not my doctor. What have you prescribed me lately? Nothing good. Are you gonna give me something? Good. 
You said more baths and more books. <laughs> well, I could have Help prescribed myself that. What I had a panic attack the other day, Dr. So and so, I need drugs. Nope, you need books and you need baths. I prescribe 80 more pages of Jim Henson. Go take a chillaxative. And then if you have a friend that owns the Mr. Rogers book, go talk to her. Because you'll probably read it before I will. I'll give it to you. <laughs> it just disappears from your bookshelf. And I give it back to you all dog-eared and there's notes in the margins. I'm like, here, it <laughs> fell into my purse. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, good. And I'm like, I already know everything. You took too many damn notes. All the cliffhangers or the cliff notes. All of it. Oh, my God. Oh, can we talk about Dr. Chilton speaking of doctors? Because she goes and she goes to the place, right? Um, and Dr. Chilton doesn't deal well with rejection, I've noticed. He doesn't, and he's gross. Can I say one other thing? <laughs> he's gross. So, just saying. Can I say one other thing about uh, the movie, which I feel like we never, we don't really touch on this. Oh, you know what? Just one other thing. You just want to say one other thing about the movie? <laughs> just one thing. Just the one. I'm actually done after this. The rest of it's all you. Um, no, but seriously, I love the face-to-face -face angle shots in the in in the office and throughout the movie, like people's mm -hmm. point of view. At first, I, I I notated it's Clarice's point of view, but yeah. it's really everybody's. Like everybody in the movie at one point looks like they're looking into your fucking soul <laughs> or they're looking just right past your soul it's terrifying so, so that's the thing they are so when they shot that all of the scenes they wanted the other characters to be looking right into the camera so that you were always in Clarice's point of view but okay. if you look at Clarice's eyeballs her eye line is going just past the camera so it is, you're exactly right. Like they did that on purpose. Everybody's looking right at you, but Clarice is looking right past the camera because you're actually living through her POV. Her, her perspective. That, yeah. well, I feel fucking smart. I mean, look at you. You're practically like a cinematographer. I'm a fucking, yeah. I'm a director, it's cinematographer, writer, director, editor. Skincare line. Oh. From earlier with the vending machine, skincare line, face smush, you know, whatever it was called. Smush. Just get it. Smush. Smush face? Mm. Oh, just smush. Smush face fuck? Mm. Is that what it is? Smush face fuck? <laughs> we wouldn't sell anything. That was not what I said. We have creative differences already. My God. <laughs> smush face fuck. You're like, fuck smush face, please? What? Oh my God. I'm like, I'm, look how red I just got. <laughs> oh my God, that's so uh, funny. Oh, back to Dr. Chilton then. Can we not? Because he's gross, like you said. Um, but yeah, he gives her the tour du jour, <laughs> like walks her down to the crypt where they keep Dr. Lecter. But I love like, I, here's the thing. So he, you know, I hate when he says, makes sense that they would send a pretty woman like you to turn him on. I hate how he says like all of it. He's just so grody. And then um I've always and I know it's never going to happen in the movie ever 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 because it's a movie and it's not going to change. Yeah. Every time Dr. Chilton shows her the picture of the nurse that Lecter maimed, I'm always like show me the picture. I need to see it. 
Woo! And I never will. But yeah. they have footage of it in um, Hannibal. Oh, do they in Hannibal? I think, I think they show the surveillance, like the surveillance camera footage of him actually attacking the nurse. Oh. Uh, this is what Dr. Chilton shows the picture of. And then I'm always like, oh, you've piqued my interest, Doc. You yeah. got it. I would go on a date with him to see that. I would. You'd be like, hey, you carry that in your pocket, right? Because I, I would like to know, first of all, why do you carry That's that with you? You just had it. You had it on you. So I know you like to remind people, but like, do you ever just like forget to put it in your pocket like a normal person? You're like, you know what? Let me just describe what it looked like. It's like between his ID and his giant eagle card, Perks card. He's like, I just keep this with me. Anytime I have to tell somebody about what that guy can do. People don't know enough. Fucking douche. Awesome. I never thought about that. Um, it is it's weird that he does that, but I will say I'm the opposite of you. I want to see the picture, but my imagination runs wild. And as you and I have talked about many times, letting your imagination run wild sometimes is better than actually seeing everything because it it just it's it's more scary that way. Like what I might picture to be fucked up when he says they kind of could reconstruct her jaw. I'm like, well, is it like over here? Is it like down? Is it <laughs> Are, is she missing teeth? Like, I don't understand. But it's over here. But we'll never know, other than what you said that's in Hannibal, which I've only seen once because I hate Julianne more. So I just watched Boogie Nights the other night. <laughs> We've talked about this before. A lot, a lot, because that's my name of my little light. Um, this little light of mine, Amber Wave's gonna let it shine. Um, so I did notice that. That's a ton of guns that they have right near the most scary humans ever, apparently. That's why they have them in the in the basement of the asylum or what have you. And it's just... I have a question, though. That's a okay. lot of guns for four humans. <laughs> it is an entire arsenal. It looks like a bomb shelter. And, and, and by the way, he has it up on... He's like hanging like handguns up on like a cork board. It looks like a tool shed. You know where people yeah. put the outlines? This is where my Phillips head goes. This is where my whatever oh. wrench goes. I do feel like that's a way to keep inventory because <laughs> those guns, I, I'm shedding. Those guns, those guns have to go back to where they came from every time. And they can just easily look up at the board and be like, something's missing. Right? I love I love how you're like I worked in retail and inventory's a bitch and it's way to make sure it's there a place for everything and everything in its place. The dustpan <laughs> had its own corkboard. <laughs> in the room, that's a lie. Well, they shouldn't keep know. that much that much artillery nearest the most dangerous of humans. In my yeah, opinion, I, would agree. Like, I just think it's super funny that they're all in that little hamster cage of a room and they're like, come at us bitches because they have like everything behind them. <laughs> That's no true, problem. but it is, it's a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. There's so much. And then, so, so Barney, yeah. I love Barney. Yeah. And he's like, they told you about, you know, not like making out with them through the glass, right? <laughs> We wouldn't recommend it. You might lose your tongue. We could try to reconstruct it, but you know how that works. <laughs> you Dr. Singh will tell you more about it. So I always laugh because I'm like, why is Dr. Lecter the only one that has like a cell that looks like a sneeze guard at a, one of those like a 2020 event? <laughs> He's a 2020 cell before 2020 was a thing. Nope. They probably had COVID. They just didn't know it. 
No, it just looks like he's behind a salad bar the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, they, the idea though, well, and, and in my opinion, of if any of them should have had it, Migs, hello, uh, but hindsight, 2020. Yeah. Uh, the idea to use glass in Lecter's cell as opposed to traditional bars came from production designer Chris, Christy Z. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, the idea came about because director Jonathan Demi was unhappy shooting Lecter, uh, the Lecter scenes between, like, through bars. Okay. He like, yeah, he didn't like that. He thought Ooh. that uh, they negated the sense of intimacy between Lecter and, Star- uh, and Starling. So, um, in Harris's novel, Lecter's cell did have bars and a nylon net behind him also. Oh. So, yeah, I haven't read it yet. I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm not sure. Um, I've always been interested to read it. My mom read it. I think my mom had, had owned it, uh, mm-hmm. at one point, but, uh, she loved that movie. Loved that movie. Well, um, if I read it, it's only going to be just to get the idea of what his cell looks like. And then I'm closing the book forever. And then you're like, that's it. I'm done. I know now. And I don't need to see or read this ever again. <laughs> well, if I may, and I don't know if I'm overstepping here, but we're arriving to my favorite scene. Me too. Yeah? Yes. Hands down. I didn't even want to feel like a cliche. And I was like, but it's the truth. I can't, I can't lie. It's my no. favorite scene. When he meets her. When yeah. he's standing there and she walks around and he's standing there in the middle like a whack-a-mole, just already <laughs> knowing she's coming. I'm like, oh, he has the best posture in the room. He does. He and does. So did you write like Michael Myers jumpsuit? Sorry, I had to throw that in there. You're fine. So you know me, I, I write I write all my shit down because if I don't, then I'll forget it because it's it's all like here. And then if I don't read it, then it never comes out as nice. Mm-hmm. So, it's just the truth. <laughs> so the reason that it's my favorite scene is because the first time that Clarice meets with Lecter, the scene alone is bone chilling because it is, especially as the second she comes around the corner and you just kind of see him for the first time. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what you're waiting to see. Like, you don't know what he's going to look like. Mm-hmm. How in tune he is with everything around him and how much detail he pays attention to and and knows is astonishing, even though we just talked about it. Is he a bullshitter? Um, <clears throat> seeing him for the first time is just standing so still, like you just said, and how piercing his eyes are. No emotion in his eyes, but he still smirks and smiles, but still shows nothing in his eyes. He is poised and calm, which makes him that much more terrifying. Yeah. And I will always wait for a jump scare during that scene, and I'll never get one, but it feels like it's always coming. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, like, always like I'm just like waiting for him to like run up to the glass or yeah. do some type of fast movement or... He's too classy to Pennywise it. He won't, I know. He won't do a, a camera rush. Uh, I think it's funny. It takes Clarice about two minutes to break the uh, don't go near the glass <laughs> rule. She's she's like, I wish I had my go-go gadget arm. Because <laughs> he's like, <laughs> keeps telling her, closer. Oh, I know. I love when she just extends her badge. She's like the extra foot and a half reach. And he's like, uh, I said, bring it in, bring it in. <laughs> Um, so uh Jodie Foster claims that during the first meeting between Lecter and Starling Sir Anthony Hopkins mocking of her southern accent was improvised on the spot and her horrified reaction was genuine because she felt personally attacked and later thanked Hopkins for generating such an honest reaction so he was doing that and she's like I hate my co-star like this is gonna blow (laughs) gonna suck ass 
And I read that she was like terrified of him too, but I don't, I mean, you know, you never know. I'd be terrified. I would be terrified of my attraction. (laughs) You're always going for the bad boys. Always. The psychos. Lava. I go go for Johnny's and for, (laughs) who are some of my other crushes? (laughs) Anyone wearing glasses and or driving gloves. Well, not to be confused with Arnie. That's my man. That's oh, I don't. Please, you may have. You yeah, may have. Let's not get into. You know, don't don't be macking on my Kool Aid. I think that's a thing. Is that a thing? People still say that. Macking on my Kool Aid. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Uh, don't drink the Kool Aid and put on new Nikes. Don't mack on my Kool Aid, Arnie Cunningham. Love <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, but I know that scene is by far my favorite whole like ever in the movie and I love their like immediate dance with each other yeah and how you know what I mean like she's not going to follow the rules he's going to feel her out and he I don't know I just that that scene is just so amazing yeah there's just like an immediate there's like an immediate attraction not like that in that way per se but like you can tell that like they just immediately vibe with each other and they're already yeah. cool with, even though like she's scared of him the entire time, mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to expect, but she also is badass and doesn't back down. Yeah. And I mean, how can your like interest not be piqued by somebody like him? You know what I mean? And you know, he knows and can be helpful and he's going to withhold and like mess with you. Like, that's just, like I said, Crawford's like, we have an interesting errand for you. I'm like, boing. Yes. Get, this, Get me in that. Him. I want to hang out with him forever and look at the Duomo. I keep saying it, but it's in the background of your background, so I can't even help it. <laughs> Check out my Duomo. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then we, she leaves, kind of. She goes to leave. Yeah. Um, interruption station. Yeah. Like, you know, pulling right up to it, there are Migs. I would vomit immediately. Like, I can't even, it's so disturbing. <laughs> It's so disturbing, and it makes me so uncomfortable every time I watch that movie. I'm like, every well, single time, you know, dude. I remember watching it when I was little, and I was like, that doesn't look like blood. No, Big said he cut his wrist so he'll bleed. That doesn't look like blood. It is I was so bad. confused. I was so confused. I try but to like, make myself laugh and say maybe it'll turn into a something all about Mary or whatever the fuck that movie is called. <laughs> Just Maybe she'll have a dental soon her way to the top of the Oscars. I don't know how to make myself feel better. I, I can't. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I love when she runs back and they have that like really intense moment where he's like screaming through the glass at her and telling her about yourself, you know, you're looking deep inside yourself and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I don't even think Migs is as crazy as he is can go again this quick go. And she runs and I'm like, ah, and then she walks outside and cries against her car and has a moment as she should. She's got moose in her hair. She didn't ask for. And that's <laughs> exactly hair straight. That's it. <laughs> oh, it'll get your whites whiter or something. I don't know. Oh, I, uh, but yeah, that would have been my re- reaction as well. So, and then, and then I love whenever, you know, fast forward, just as, not much, but like Clarice and Ardelia are like running together Yeah. in the next, like pretty much the next scene. You know what I mean? Like after Clarice has like a flashback, I don't want right. to, I don't want to like discount the flashback, but mm. 
it's a flashback of her dad. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I didn't really go into the flashbacks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, who was it that I was reading about? I wish I had written it down. I didn't put it in my trivia, but like um, somebody who had thought of directing the movie, I think, or somebody who had watched it, who was a director and they were like, they spent too much time like going into Clarice's backstory where they could have made the movie way more like scary and like without all of that, which I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of character development, but I didn't really bullet point the flashbacks very much. I did bullet point though, Clarice and Ardelia running together and uh, wearing the same sweatsuits as all the other FBI people and the dudes are all checking them out. Like, like, they're like is that how my butt looks because we're all <laughs> yeah, the same I so. and I'm mortified I'm mortified because we showed up to the out wearing the same outfit how did, they know? Pants. Hmm? did they go how do they know did they go through each other's closets or I mean I would have been so embarrassed if I showed up wearing those I don't want to I don't want to wear the same jogger <laughs> same jogger gee forbid same jogger um so yeah, and then talk about new level of manipulative, convincing somebody to swallow their own tongue. Yeah, swallowing your own tongue. That's great. Way to oh. go, man. I mean, he's probably eaten so many tongues in his life. He's like, Migs, try it. Mm, delicious. It's so good. You'll love it. Oh, he chokes it. Yeah, they say like what? He chokes on his own tongue or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, the was like whispering to him all day. I don't know. To be a fly on the wall of that conversation. <laughs> and how he ended up doing it like was it just like through the little holes well I don't know I think he just talked Migs into doing it he was like Migs not cool bro we've talked about this and you have to behave mind your your p's and q's when we have company and then you know we all saw how that turned out but I I had to I had to like give him props for his powers of persuasion (laughs) hey once again he's uh he's king shit well, I just, I couldn't believe that, like, again, speaking of new levels of manipulation, like, new levels of attention to detail, Clarice had just had semen thrown all over her face. She was in a creepy-ass, stony, scary-looking dungeon-y hallway where all the crazy people walked up or screaming at her, and yep. she was like, oh, I need to go find the Yourself storage unit facility. I'm like, okay, because I right can't- Right afterwards. I can't even like work through a which way book. One of those choose your own adventures. <laughs> and she's like, I'm like, no wonder I'm no, not I'm the FBI. I'm ready for more, Doc. I'm ready for more. <laughs> I'm going to ask. I hate when she does go to the cell storage unit. Smart and stupid all at once. Because when she can't get the door open, smart, she gives her card to the, the guy that owns the storage unit. He's so cute. He is cute. And she's like, if something were to happen to me, you know, if something goes on. That's not the right accent. But I have to his twang. Uh, with a Minnesota accent from here on out. I have to practice that. Hold on. Well, you want to go for a car ride. So then what she's going to go do is she's going to go underneath the, the, the garage. She goes under the garage. And then from there, she... uh. She goes inside, okay, and she sees lots of trinkets and all these things and some birds. Can you say tchotchkes? <laughs> What's a tchotchke? Oh, I, I, took you right out, I took you right out of character. Oh, uh, I did. And then she looked at some tchotchkes. A tchotchke. 
<laughs> a tchotchke is a trinket. <laughs> <laughs> or a dust collector, if you will. Okay, yeah. For the layman. I say that all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, it tears, it, it does, it scares me whenever she starts to go under the yeah. garage door. Because I'm like, seriously, what if that thing falls on her? And obviously main character, nothing's going to happen to her now. Except but wait what yeah tetanus right oh yeah but then like you know we go through this storage unit which is a huge ass storage unit i always think of storage wars they're like i'll give you a hundred dollars <laughs> and they find like a dude's head in a limo or like a hearse or whatever <laughs> they're like i struck gold kind of <laughs> yes uh, so at least we're gonna solve a murder <laughs> how much y'all give me for this head <laughs> I think more than a hundred. I'll put you in the book I write about finding it. Dude, I saw an episode of that. There was like a whole storage unit full of notorious B.I.G.'s clothes and went for way more than Benjamin Raspell's head would have oh gone for. <laughs> We're all jaded. Oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, that is a, str- I, and I said aloud when I was watching it, um, why do there always have to be creepy ass part, partial mannequins <laughs> whenever it's something's creepy? Oh yeah. I don't know. Cause Lots of mannequin bodies sitting around all posed weird and stuff. I'm like, ugh, gross. They always, yeah. They're terrifying. Cause the second it pans towards one, you're like, is that a person? Is it a person? Is it a person? And it's like, no, it's not a person. Is that a person that's been standing still in that storage unit all these years? Oh. <laughs> They're in there rearranging all the other mannequins and shit. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, we find that head, and it's it's uh, who's in the head? Who's in the jar? That's Ben. <laughs> who's in the jar? It's <laughs> Benjamin, it's Benjamin Raspell's dome piece, which isn't the case in the book. I can't remember. They say they chalk it up to in the movie that Be- Buffalo Bill killed Benjamin Raspell, but I think in the book, Raspell was one of. Lecter's victims his former patient and, and victim so I think so they changed it to like Lupin Buffalo Bill I guess I don't know but yeah that's who he is and he has like crazy extension eyelashes like crazy ones oh yeah like he was and oh, you know what he would be really good for smush <laughs> he's our new spokesperson he is and he's perfect because he's kind of like dush and he's very well kept given yeah. all that things could be part of the that could be part of the promotion or not promotion but the advertising look how well it keeps your skin intact it's because there's formaldehyde in it you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> it makes your pores so small guys <laughs> like you don't even know <laughs> you'll have the tiniest pores at the party <laughs> uh, <laughs> party I, pores What'd you say? Party pours. <laughs> Did we just come up with our DBA? <laughs> oh my Party god. Pours. I can't. Okay. That. That's great. Uh, and then I do love whenever Clarice goes back to see Lecter, right? And mm-hmm. she's still damp from her rendezvous. Yeah. Her rendezvous at your self-storage. Yeah. And he gives her a towel, which is hot, and he's sitting in there in the dark, and you don't know where he is. He's all crouched below his sink, and I love it. And I love it when he says that Benjamin Raspell's death was for the best because his therapy was going nowhere. <laughs> I forgot he says that. I love that. I forgot he says that, man. 
the best. And then I, I, he, how he brings up the evan uh, evangelical torture of Dr. Chilton. Like he has that TV yep. and he's like, wait till you leave, they'll crank that volume up like, whoa. Like, I think that's so funny. <laughs> that part is really funny. That is a good part. I, I do, I forgot about that as well. That's a good part. Um, yeah, I don't know. Wait, where am I at? Oh, well then right after that, if, if unless there's anything else, we- Are you talking about the first time I've ever heard Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in a movie? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First time ever, and she's just jamming, having such a good time. Every time I'm in my car singing that, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> especially the van's following you. A windowless van. Oh, right. Terrifying. I mean, way to go. Way to have the creepiest of vehicles. Do you think that's what he was aiming for at the car lot? He's like, well, where, where's your creepiest? I can't do his voice like you can do Clarice's. <laughs> I can't even do Clarice's very well. Uh, but it's yeah, he's got that big old windowless blue van. Um, yeah. Uh, scary. That scene is extremely scary. Here's the thing. One listen to that man's voice and I wouldn't be helping him with shit. No, I'd be like, you're going to have to just help yourself or figure it out or call a friend. Call, yeah, call a lifeline, get a dolly, get something. That's not me helping you get, get that thing out of your system. And that's a straight up Ted Bundy move. Oh like, yeah. With the arm in the cast, like faking it, Ted Bundy would be like, oh, I dropped all my literary volumes of books and women would help him. <laughs> and then he'd murder them. So. And then he'd murder them and then they'd die. <laughs> and then he was famous for like, you know, killing them. So thought that was kind of interesting um yeah. obviously not the only parallel to other serial killers in this movie yeah. with buffalo mm -hmm. bill but a notable one given yes. the the creepy van and uh the large chair big arms on yeah well i mean and then it's it's uh, the whole thing just like it's very hard for that scene i mean there's a, quite a few scenes it's very hard to find comic comical value in it mm -hmm. uh, comedic value comedic value um, yeah uh because it's just so real yeah it's, it's just so real and I think the reason it's so real is it's not just like any other movie that somebody's made and I'm gonna get serial for a second no pun intended but it's just it's creepy because we like as as people we know that that stuff really exists mm -hmm. and so I think that's what makes it so creepy is it's like oh well it's not just like some like scary movie where there's a slasher there's a jason there's a michael it's like no yeah like a real dude who's really like, fucked up this guy could either be your therapist or the stranger danger getting a huge chair into his van like either one yeah i'm gonna it's go it's possible for both but i'm gonna go yeah, basically be afraid of everybody yeah no yep yep yeah. nope no thanks good on that way good on that prescription pad does not mean he won't slit your throat with it so. yes there you, there you go right no, i agree yep that that scene brings a whole new level of realism to it it's really scary yeah um and then we get into uh you know that the victim in west in the west virginia river um yeah goes with crawford to 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 that to attend and fuck those police officers by the way <laughs> I always laugh though when they're like looking at her they look like they hate her so much <laughs> they like, do. Right. sexist pricks yeah sexist 
pricks. Yeah, and then uh, she has to like kick him out of the room. And you know they hate that. They're in there like handing each other like little cups of Dixie cups of coffee. Like, let's stick around while we get this naked old like dead chick and we're going to look at her. And she's like, okay, everyone, can you like stop being creeps and leave, please? And they're yeah, like, please go. But we just got our Dixie cups full of coffee, bitch. We're going to, we're here for the long haul. I'm going to tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm going to in uniform. She's like, no. And then um, she puts that stuff under her beak. They all put the little smell. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Oh, yeah before they unveil and i had to laugh and i don't know if i've ever noticed it before but like that dude unveils that body like a magician pulling the thing out from under flowers he's like yeah but that young zipper so slow slow unzipper suspense 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 and and just like paints that thing i'm like i don't know if the flowers would still be standing no definitely not yeah, and then, so they examine the, you know what I mean, that one victim that they had found, um, doing all kinds of stuff, and then they show, here's where it lost me, you I know, lost? no, not really, but it didn't, you know, I was like, what, I don't really see the vantage, so they show, they take that picture of that woman, like the woman down her throat, and Clarice is like, she's got something in her throat, I'm like, that picture's all tongue and teeth, like, you can't see down yeah. her throat, yeah. no. <laughs> but, Pull the moth out or the pupa, if you. Will. I just think it's gross. Like, so, I mean, I know they talk about it later, but he puts them down there because of change, right? Because he's like wanting to change and mm-hmm. it changes and yeah, like, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a good spot, a little hiding spot, <laughs> a little calling card, if you will. I guess. I mean, I guess all serial killers had one, right? For the yeah. Most- well, I mean, look at Home Alone. Even the Wet Bandits, they had something. That's yeah. true. Everybody has their thing. That's true. Um, so yeah, I uh, so that part's pretty horrific. And her, I appreciate her um, acting in that. That's the only scene I thought she sold me on. No, I'm kidding. But like when she, you can like tell that she's like um, trying not to be emotional when she's describing what she's seeing and stuff. Right. And I, I, it always kind of like tugs at my heartstrings. I'm like, I don't know how anybody can detach enough to talk about something like that or like see it and have to describe it and then she's in the the car going with Crawford and he's like trying to take a nap in the front seat and she's like reading off her horrific notes verbally like a bedtime story a fucked up tale of good night moon and Crawford's in the front seat not starlight well he doesn't have an accent but like he you know I just was like ew (laughs) That's that's what he's listening to as he falls asleep at night he probably finds it relaxing. What are you talking about? Yeah, probably. I mean, he probably likes it. He's in the biz, eh? I guess he probably oh, is. Yeah, the, the pictures of that girl's mouth gets me every time. I just don't like the how they like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it makes a noise, too. It makes I a know! Noise. It makes like a macaroni noise. <laughs> and not that kind of sound, either. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's really gross. And then Clarice gets macked on by bug by a bug guy. Oh yeah, that was cute though. She's like, yeah. are, you, "Are you hitting on me, doctor?" She gets hit on a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I think Jodie Foster is pretty. I like Jodie Foster, especially in Maverick. Oh, she's awesome. Yes, I agree. She's fantastic um, in that movie. I think my only thing is like, how detached is too detached? Like, I just handed you a bug from a murder victim's throat. And you want to ask me out for house wine of the South? Like, really, and bro? Pizza? 
doesn't get me in the mood. <laughs> Nothing like, a, nothing like an entomologist to get my clothes to fall off. I don't think entomologist is right. Is that right? That may be right. I'm not sure. I can, ask, I can ask the G word. Or ask Jeeves. I thought you were going to say ask Jeeves. <laughs> okay, watch, watch. Let me make sure it's loud enough. Let's find out real fast. It'll be educational. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm making sure the volume's up. Hey, Google, who is... Wait, how should I ask the question? <laughs> who are you asking about? What's... Definition of entomologist. Hey Google, what is the definition of an entomologist? I didn't On say. the website vocabulary.com, they say, an entomologist is a specific type of zoologist or animal scientist. While other zoologists might focus on mammals or reptiles, entomologists are fascinated with the most prolific organisms on earth, insects. Yes! Right. Woo! 50 cent word of the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't have one of those uh, getting my clothes off probably either. Tell your creepily wired house that I said thank you. Uh, 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 she says thank you, G word. <laughs> I can't say it or it'll just keep talking to me. Um, can we say uh, least favorite scene in the movie? That one. Oh, really? Yeah. Least I mean, like, I, I get it. But at the same time, like, out of all of the scenes in the movie... This is bottom of my list. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could understand that. Um, it's cool seeing the moth, but like, I don't need, I don't need the cute repartee. Uh, and that guy's eyeballs freaks me out. So sorry, he's, he's kind of got cross eyes. Well, one's looking at you, and one's looking for you, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I just did that. He, when he walks into a room, never misses a bug on any of the walls. <laughs> God. that's so funny um but we also find out uh and I might be I don't think I really wrote too much about the bug the bug guys um yeah. uh aside from the fact that one of them says cool <laughs> we do learn though this is where like briefly right after that because obviously now we know what the bug is and where it comes from and everything right Yep. This is where we find out that Buffalo Bill has many interests, which include, and probably are not limited to, bugs, murder, and skin suits. You know, the usual. And Nazi memorabilia. Um, is there Nazi memorabilia in there? Yeah, so I, first, I'd like to preface, I can't help but think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I see his decor and layout of his bachelor pad. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Little Ed Geenish. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, he took the words right, right out of my mouth. But then later in the movie, and I won't spoil Z when, um, but later in the movie, you see Buffalo Bill's bed sheet has two stitched Nazi swastikas. And then sometime after that, there's another swastika half hidden by a picture on the wall, um, showing yet another layer of the character. Uh, production design team made sure that the house was littered with memorabilia um, from many different places and organizations indicating that Buffalo Bill has such an identity disorder that he has tried to be part of many walks of life and ideologies just to find a place where he fits in. Wow. I know. Isn't that cool? That is um, really cool. I never, I've never noticed, I never noticed the swastikas. I guess I'll have to next time it, I watch it. it. Like, it's not funny, but like, they're quilted. Like, <laughs> it's like somebody's Nana made them, you know? That's probably why I don't notice them because they're quilted and that's like the last place I'll look for a swastika. It's the quicker picker upper. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Uh, 
But um, followed by a pretty emotional scene when Catherine's mom's speaking on television. Yes, yes. And how they say at the at the Academy when they're all watching it, like, that's so smart. She's trying to put, like, she's trying to put a name to the person so it's, she's not just an object. I'm sorry. I agree. I agree with them. But I don't think that it, clearly, even if he was watching TV, I don't think it would work. I know, I thought that too. I'm like, it's really unfortunate. He doesn't seem like the TV watching type. <laughs> TV watching type or the fact that he would honestly care. Yeah, well, you know, the only counter I have to that is when she, when Catherine later is panicking and says, I want to see, I want, I want my mommy. And he starts to like let her in a little bit. And then he yeah. flips out again. You know what I mean? It's the lotion in the basket, which we'll get to soon. Yeah. Uh, but like you can tell that, not to say he's a human, <laughs> but yeah. any, but like there was something like if she had kept it up enough, you know what I mean? She was getting in in a, like a little tiny way, I think there. Yeah. But yeah. but I agree with you. Like he didn't see that broadcast. Sorry, Senator. Mm-hmm. He was probably downstairs uh, dancing to and tucking his. Nope. <laughs> oh, I talk about that too. Of course, I would okay. Pardon me. And you know what? Then we get into the squid pro quo stuff. <laughs> I just like to say it wrong. Yeah. No, I uh, I just mentioned um uh let's make a deal, beach walks. <laughs> <laughs> Long walks on the beach near a an animal, whatever they call it. Sanctuary what else or something? Search center or something like that? I yeah. Don't, I don't know. This makes me think he's gonna be like swimming along and like the, the monster of Montauk washes up on shore. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> He's like lovely. I I hate the 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 tide this time of day. Like I don't know what to say. I miss the Duomo. I had to again. Ah, <laughs> oh, I just feel like during the quid pro quo, I would have nothing interesting to levy. No. <laughs> like he'd be like, "You're not interesting to me." So nope, not gonna help you because I don't have anything to like dangle. I'm no. like I uh. I uh I almost didn't graduate college on time. I don't know. <laughs> I got no interesting stories for you, sir. <laughs> but I'm fascinated by you. The so. thing is, though, too, is that, like, also, this is the one part that kind of, like, made me, like, lose my mind a little bit because I was kind of yelling at Starling at that point because she was specifically told, don't get personal. Yeah. You're getting super fucking personal. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Now he's gonna get all up into your into your noggin. Yeah, and Crawford said you don't want a man like Hannibal Lecter inside your head. Yeah. Well, guess who does want that? This girl. <laughs> and well, two of us, Clarice and me. Yes, so. there's two. <laughs> Psychoanalyze me. Maybe there's. Um, a- I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Well, that's the whole thing. You know, I think that's what quid pro quo stands for. But I don't know. So <laughs> I don't actually know either. Do you want me to um, ask your word? You give me a little something, tit for tat. I think it is. Um, that's what it seems like. There's a little ping pong action happening there, and yeah. And I love whenever Doctor Lecter he kills me when he's talking about the butterfly. When he says like, "Was it a butterfly?" When she says she had something lodged in her throat, the victim. Um, and then when he's like describing it, and he says, <laughs> "Chrysalis or pupa." <laughs> I'm like, all right, like, thanks for the vocab. Thanks so much for that. She's like, it, it was the mom. <laughs> That's not what she says either, but. It was a mom. He's like, it's, it was in its pupa state. I'm like, okay. 
If I wanted to keep talking to an entomologist, I'd be on a date with one right now because he already <laughs> asked me. So. He was, he'd be buying me house wine and burgers, <laughs> which don't go together in my book, but okay. Yeah. Which I thought was iced tea. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's actually, nope, he said pizza and beer. I don't know. I'll have to ask him next time I talk to him. <laughs> and then, and then um, he busts out a Someday Jurassic Park line of Clever Girl. Yes. I love that. Yes, he I does. Wonder if, I wonder if that's why the guy said it in Jurassic Park. You know, it's a very good question because I always, I mean, I always automatically think of Jurassic Park when I hear Clever Girl. Yeah. Always. First. Always. But it does make you wonder. Although those movies weren't that far away from each other in years, were they? No, this was 91 and that was 93. Jurassic Park, 93. So maybe Jurassic Park did steal it. I like to think that the, he did before he got eaten by a raptor. But, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, because it's like. I'm going to say it's a homage. Yeah. Like somebody in Silence of the Lambs would say it before being eaten by a lector. And that dude said it before being eaten by a raptor. Yes. I <laughs> think that you're probably right. Neat. Just wanted to make that little parallel there. Yeah. Um, and then we we have more of that, like, face-to-face, -face, those face-to-face -face shots that you were talking about earlier that are so, like, so intense. I was just going to say so intense. Yeah. I, I use that a lot in my, uh, I had to bust out, like, a thesaurus. I'm like, I need a synonym. I need more than one synonym. Because it is. It's so sweaty. That would be my <laughs> intense. It was a very sweaty scene for all involved. So. I, um, uh, so, like, yeah, that scene is extremely, I would agree. It's very intense and it's very uh, close and personal of the Hannibal kind. And, um, you know, she tries to do her best to, like, do what she can to save this girl. Yeah. And then we start to learn more about the girl right after. Oh, yeah. Cut to old Billy making lotion application demands. <laughs> it rubs the jurgens on its skin or else it gets dry everything again. <laughs> He's like, it's almost winter. You need to up you your... to moisturize. Ah, not the M word. Oh. oh that we get through the whole it was ignorant of me to think we would get through the whole thing without. i didn't think that that word specifically i thought it was the other m word that you didn't like what's the other m word just that oh without the eyes no eyes at the end yeah well too bad sorry my eyes are weeping i ruined uh, christmas <laughs> the next one next year i ruined this christmas I'm going to remember this in 11 months. <laughs> so how about Buffalo Bill echoing Catherine's screams at the end? Top 10 most chilling scenes. Oh, ever. absolutely. Anytime that, um, anytime that anybody that's not in their right mind or in these specific kinds of movies, anytime that somebody mocks or tries to kind of like scare them even more by doing what they're doing, like mocks, obviously. I, okay. Anyways, it's, it is it's I would have to agree top 10 the most messed up thing and then how about whenever she um after he says that and she starts to like she kind of just falls down on the floor and she's just like sitting there crying yeah and then she he lowers down the the bucket and then he starts to pull the bucket up and then she looks at the wall 
gap that sees all the blood on the wall. Yes. And the fingernail. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Somebody done lost their press on in the well room. That girl. Yeah. Yeah, the, the glittery, girl. the glittery nail polish girl. Oh. Um, how the hell did he get his victims out of there? You know, that's a great question. He sent he sent Precious down to like tie a lasso around him. How did he even get them down? Well, I guess if they're knocked out, he probably has a pulley system to get them down. But you're right. How he just rolls them over the edge and hopes for the best. (laughs) Because if you're you better live, I gotta starve her for a while. How does how do they get out? Because um like if I was down there in all honesty, I guess it doesn't make a difference on how you look at it because you're gonna die down there or you're yeah. gonna die with him so like really it's kind of like a saw situation like which one's worse yeah well I know like in the movie the uh the actress in that pit or whatever you want to call it the yeah. hole there was like a, a little door yeah yeah I mean yeah there's no water in it but that looked like a well to me the yeah. well's dry yeah um so like it, uh, there was like a little door uh, about the ha- half the size of her that she could like crawl in and out of to get in there and stuff. And then they would just like cover it with dirt so nobody oh. could see it. I never understood that though. I was like, how the hell does he get his victim out of there? Yeah, that's kind of, I never thought of that part of it. Turn him into like tube socks and shit. Um, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so yeah, and then- um. So that's horrifying. And then because of the deal, quote unquote, that Clarice, you know, planted said seed with Lecter about, he gets in that cagey thing and Dr. Chilton's getting in his eyeball. And I'm like, I don't care how many faces he's eaten. He doesn't deserve to have his nose cartilage squished like that. Oh, that was like so... So uncomfortable. Have you done that for an extended period of time? I did it last night to see. I was like, well, not with the... No, not did not. I left the cage out of it, but I was like holding it there. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if he just did that to be a dick. Well, I, I he did because I said, Dr. Chilton is such a dick. <laughs> Obviously, we were thinking the same thing at this point. This yeah. junk for the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a dick. Like, it's just that simple. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, um, I love how, because you had mentioned Anthony Hopkins' eyeballs earlier. Mm-hmm. And and he does it a lot in like a bunch of the scenes, but like when I'm watching him, it doesn't seem like his eyes could open any bigger to me until no. they, until they do. And then they like sparkle with that creepiness. Like whenever he's talking to the Senator about her tingly nipples and like his, I was like, Oh, there they go again. Like his <laughs> managed to get scarier. <laughs> Just life right into him. Oh, he gets so excited. How can you not? His eyes are just like, his eyes are terrible. They're just, they're fucking terrifying in that movie. It's awesome. Actually, I read when he was studying the character, um, Sir, by the way, Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Um, He noticed characteristics in reptiles. Reptiles, did did you know? (laughs) I'm ready. Hold on to your hats and your eyelids. Did you know reptiles only blink when they want to? They do it consciously. Therefore, in the movie, Hopkins only blinks in special moments on purpose. 
And he modeled that after someone that he knew. I can't remember who. It wasn't me. So I'm pissed. But he modeled it after somebody he knew. (laughs) And the guy like never blinked. And it was like known amongst others that knew that person. They were like, yeah, it's creepy. He never blinks. It's weird. So Bill Hopkins was like, well, I'm biting his style. (laughs) Not him. Just the style. Oh, that's very good. And then he bit his face. (laughs) Um, Next scene. No. (laughs) So yeah, I kind of skipped. Yeah, I kind of skipped honestly through. uh, You mentioned it briefly, but like how he meets the senator and everything. I kind of skipped through that part. And I just went straight to the jail cell scene. When he tells Clarice that people will say we're in love and I get a boner every time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then that he gets hungry. Well, Clarice um, tells the Screamy Lamb story. Yeah. And that's a really awesome scene, um, of course. But then, like, here's the thing. Before he gets hungry and bites on someone else's face, which is, like, obviously his M.O. Yeah. um, Is it just me, or did he sketch Clarice and that lamb, like, the fastest in the world? Because she leaves? It It was, like, a few minutes, maybe. She's like barely stowed her case file away in the overhead compartment bin of that plane she's on. And Dr. Lecter's like, check out this grayscale, huge portrait I made of her. Which, by the way, she looks like, she looks like uh, the Virgin Mary. Uh, yeah. I read that today. I can't take credit for that observation. But oh. there are three crosses in the background, one of which a guy is being crucified on. And then she's holding that lamb. And they said that they even made, like, he drew her face differently. Like, that she, I don't know, she had, like, a double chin or something. Sorry, no offense, Virgin Mary. But I guess that was something they did <laughs> intentionally. So they were, they said that that was, yeah. A that's, little reminiscent. That's hilarious. Then I almost die every time he slaps that handcuff on that cop like when oh, he gets yeah. him and he's like he's got me I'm like ah! every time when he says he's got me oh. that's like that's terrifying I'm- and then how he just kicks that door shut oh yes at the other guy he's like oh I'm coming to save you dude oh no memory. no, no. no. it's such it's so intense um and I was thinking as that scene played on how I love that he's in white because he ends up like biting that guy in the face as as for mentioned aforementioned face biting, right? Yep. But then he also, of course, like beats him to death with his nightstick. Yeah. Um, and the white and then that blood contrasting with it is so great. It makes him look even more like psychotic. Than oh he yeah, is. absolutely it does. Absolutely um, it does. I was reading that the plan originally was to dress him in a yellow or orange jumpsuit. Um, but Sir Anthony Hopkins convinced Jonathan Demi uh, and costume designer Colleen, uh, I'm probably saying her name wrong, <laughs> Colleen Atwood, <laughs> that the character would seem more clinical. <laughs> <Got that. laughs> so Sir convinced them that the, the character would seem more clinical and unsettling if he was dressed in pure white. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he, he, and then Hopkins said that he got the idea from his fear of dentists. I hate the dentist too. Okay, they're white a lot. And it's like, you're crazy. You get a gusher up in your office there and you're going to look like 
Hannibal Lecter for the rest of your day, unless you've got to swap out set of scrubs or some shit in there. And also, I didn't catch it, and when I watch it again in a year, maybe less time, I want to watch for it. There's a Bon Appetit magazine in his cell. Really? <laughs> That's great. Oh, uh, product placement, so good. Yeah. And and then um, he. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to adjust when I'm I'm sitting in this bed. It just it's you know. Well, that up in here. Can we talk about holy rigged that dude up, Molly? You mean the one that's like all sprawled and his stuff's all sprawled open now? He got a lot done. He was like the Kevin McAllister of murder in a public place. I don't know. He puts a body up on a jail cell and it's sprawled open open wide he then proceeds to somehow take the other guy dressed as him i know i'm skipping a bunch of shit no you're not he does a full-on wardrobe change yes and a wardrobe change on some other dude yes and And a wardrobe change on his face (laughs) yeah puts his it's kind of the better version of the movie face off gives him a face himself a facial Yes, and hides in plain sight. And not even, like, just the face. Full-on, like, scalps the dude, kind of. Yeah. Like, pretty gruesome. Blood yeah. Blood. thought that was pretty intense. I think that that is probably one of the most significant, like, scary visuals I can remember from my childhood is seeing that scene and being like, what? Like, I couldn't even compute what I was seeing. No. Is all hollowed out and terrible, and the lighting's all crazy. It's like he had his own light lighting designer in there. He too. did. Like, he like took his this <laughs> to get the full effect. I want everyone. Here's what I want. I want everyone that when they walk in the room to shit their pants. <laughs> That's the look I'm going for. He said. <laughs> That's the motif. Um, they actually the position of Lieutenant Boyle's body. So the guy that he had hung up and like disemboweled. Um, you know, he uh, the, 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 the way that he was hung up there and the look of that was inspired by the work of uh, a painter, Francis Bacon. And I did a little googly search today and yep, they nailed it. <laughs> Pretty dead on. Very not to hang above your bed. What is it? It's, called, it's a photo by Francis Bacon? No, that's the artist. Um, but his his the the scene like that look was inspired by his work and uh yeah it's pretty pretty weird scary stuff that i was perusing online earlier you can totally see the inspiration there hold please for sure <gasps> ew there's one that looks like just like it is it this one hold on hold please we're gonna go out of character for just a second it probably is gonna be it yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly like it, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah. Nice. I thought that was pretty interesting and gross Always. at the same time. And artsy. And I'm going to buy one of his originals and put it in my bathroom. It's going to be so much money. <laughs> <laughs> so much Francis Bacon. I'm going to have oh, to cop that. I love his last name, though. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's no Dougie Pipes, but I like bacon. Who doesn't? Definitely not. Not not the not the Doug. And um, the, cops, the cops 
being like so well equipped. Oh, I know. They even have like one of those little extendable side view mirrors for checking out elevator shafts and the whole. Right? Mm -hmm. So, and like how I do, I did find it like, well, the music also, the, the, the music in that scene specifically reminds me a lot of Seven. Oh, I can see when that. They're, when they're going like through like, and they're chasing stuff or like they're going in for those chase, not chase scenes, but, like when they're going to try to find some of the victims that they think right. are not the victims. Um, that music felt very seven to me. And so watching them like during those scenes, like trying to like go in and see everything for the first time was like, it, it's just terrifying. But yeah, they're very well equipped and how that guy, that guy had a beautiful shot. He's like the leg. <laughs> right the calf oh and then they're like they they even are taking the precaution of like even though if he like let's say he's super good at playing dead yeah. <laughs> like, they're like still cautious which rightfully so but it's like dude i'm not pulling that off i've i've oh. heard stories of people doing that they're like i got shot but i like just pretended i was dead i'm like what are you nervous <laughs> I don't think I'd at least twitch or uh, no, something. I would yeah, I'd some bloody murder. At least twitch, though. You're right. Yeah, and then I, I, I remember always, and this this time was no exception. Being so excited to see the reveal in the ambulance. Oh when, God! When they're like calling it in and they're talking about, oh, and he so, just sits up peels that fucking face up. oh my god it's so awesome and then you see ardelia running from that phone yeah. the only thing is yeah. i hate how she runs she has one arm and she does this and the other arm looks normal and it distracts me every time i'm like not like i don't look like an idiot when i run like i look stupid she was on a mission like i wouldn't i'm just saying but well, she's, she's looking out for her best friend going for it man she doesn't care what she looks like if i'm running someone else should be too because i'm gonna look stupid and i'm probably doing it for a reason just saying uh so you know recall to clarice's first meeting with dr chilton and i promise this is going somewhere but i wanted oh, to fine. move it back um dr chilton mentioned when hannibal lecter attacked that nurse that his pulse never got above 85 so, and I can't take credit for noticing this. I wish I could. Um, but when Lecter is escaping in the ambulance, the paramedic mentions over the intercom that the patient has a pulse of 84. Again, showing Dr. Hannibal Lecter's icy calmness despite performing horrible acts. Isn't that cool? It's cool, but it's just so <laughs> scary. I bet I could get his pulse going higher than that. Oh um, God. He's like, this is great. So then Ardelia, right? Uh -huh. To Clarice to be like, he's coming after you. Yeah, you better like watch out. And Clarice is like, no, he isn't. Cause he's no. too much of a gentleman. He's not. He doesn't want anything to do with me like that. Proving chivalry's not dead. Thank yes, you. <laughs> that's really true. Um, but yeah, then they just jump it back into like figuring out the puzzle. You know what I mean? And like going back over notes that he had written on stuff like that yep. map where he writes her a note and like. Yep. Clarice just piecing it all together, dude. She I know. Was her own, she was in her own adventure up in there. Crazy. She was, but she was doing a great job of that adventure. I know. It's nuts. That's what I mean. Like, I was. Not only would I have failed at the obstacle course we mentioned at the beginning, but I wouldn't be able to track any of this stuff. I'd be like, I don't know. I can't even get through, like, the Walking Dead video games. I'm like, what? And all you have to do is shoot zombies. I'm I like, feel like I could do it. I feel like I could do it. I don't know how good I'd be at it, but I would enjoy it. 
like I always thought about like being a detective or something like that would be kind of interesting. You'd never would be, be the best. It would be the it would be the best, but I would be the worst. <laughs> like, would... like you guys need me along for the ride today. I will just get your your egos flowing. Your egos will be pumping because I'll be like, "Whoa, where we're we going today, guys? Oh, we're gonna, look at some, we're gonna go look at a dead person. Let's go. Let's do it." Did you guys see that ligature mark? Did you get that one? Okay. Thank God I'm here. Okay, bye. I just don't want you to miss anything. And then they look at me and they're like, are you gonna do anything else other than just observe like we are? You know what? Where are they from? Ah, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know anything about Ohio. I'm out. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Well, no, then it's time to trick Precious into the hole. I feel so bad uh, for Precious. And watch an incredibly personal moment in Buffalo Bill's life. Uh-huh, very personal. But right before that, can we say one thing? Yeah. Clarice goes to, um, to the first girl's father's house. Oh, yeah, right. I always forget. Learns, learns that, uh, that he can sew that this guy can sew because of the patterns. Yes. Um, and then, yes, let's go back to uh, uh, Bill having his own intimate moments and wanting to share it with the world, but really just himself. He wants to go back and watch it later. <laughs> Gosh, talk about a narcissist. I mean, but if I had a quarter for every time I filmed myself doing that exact thing, like I, <laughs> I would be retired uh, by in, now. Tuck it and go? I... <laughs> Every time I sing my song and tuck my nope, I <laughs> sing my song and tuck my nope. Uh, yeah, but I uh, I can't help but think that Buffalo Bill sounds a little like Lee of Schreiber whenever he's up close putting his lip gloss on. <laughs> and if you haven't thought of it already, you will next time because it seriously does. I'm like, oh, what's he doing here? There it is. There it is. I hear it. Has anyone ever heard the song Goodbye Horses and not thought of this movie ever since? Like, no. I, I was laughing. I hear the song. I was laughing so hard thinking of the person singing, like the performer. I'm like, I wonder if Hugh Lazarus is happy about that. Because that's who's saying. And it is, it's a very awkward scene because not only like, is he like dancing around with, by the way, a dead woman's wig on his head. Oh, I never even thought about that. That is, like, if you look when he first comes into the camera, right oh. here on this side, there's, like, it looks, the first time I ever saw it, I thought it was, like, how he did his eyebrows. Yeah. It's actually, from here down, it kind of goes like this. And it's skin. That's, that's, that's an actual scalp of one of his victims. Wow. You would have yeah. thought he would have picked someone who had conditioned more. I mean, hey, it was the 90s. I mean... <laughs> Did they even know what conditioner was? I don't think I did. There were no hair masks back then. No. Was <laughs> we wash hair every day then. Now we wash it like maybe once a week. Got to keep that moisture in there. Hey, again? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you know what? You, you know what I always think of whenever I see Catherine in that well? It looks awfully moist. Moist <laughs> down there. <laughs> looks a little muggy. <laughs> Um, and then we, so growing up watching this movie over and over again, not really understanding what I was watching, but the yeah. reveal, like when you realize Clarice is actually at 
Buffalo Bills place. The old switcheroo in movies whenever they all go to one place and you're like, yeah, they're going to get the bad guy. And then you, they go through and then the one person that's by themselves that is the victim now opens the door or goes into the house where you're like, shit. Yeah. The FBI said that that was the most unrealistic part of the movie. They said otherwise everything was pretty you know accurate like they said that's not possible or they yeah they were like the fact that somebody that 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 no one with that lack of training and experience would ever go somewhere by themselves period (laughs) like it just wouldn't happen but I was like I don't care what you're saying this makes for good storytelling that's amazing um and yeah whenever she knocks like I never understood that growing up I was like why isn't why is the house empty when they fucking christmas vacation bust through the windows and stuff they're like flying in the house that they're that he's not at yeah i was so confused when i was younger and then you know then you see like oh obviously motif screams buffalo bill they're not in the same house like clearly different locale yeah and then that look in her eyes when when she sees the moth land on all those like thread cones and you just see like recognition and then she undoes her Oh, I love that scene when she does that, though, because when she she does it, she just whips, clips, and then just goes right back to where she was. The coolest, most badass bitch scene ever. So smooth. He's looking through his myriad of business cards, like Patrick Bateman. Why does he have so many? (laughs) It was the 90s. No one had cell phones. Not these kinds of cell phones. Oh, my God. I loved it. Um, um so, I, I get sucked in and when you see that moth land dude mm. well it's gross uh, and then it does kind of like click in really quickly yes he away like a little bitch though yeah he, he does like the fake arm behind my back but then just <laughs> he kind of muppets around the corner real quick <laughs> he muppets out of frame i can't get away hold on <laughs> it's not working this is where this is where we come to my least favorite scene. Uh, what are you talking about? The skin suit on the mannequin? It's like a it's like a menagerie of shit. So the reason it's my least favorite scene is it's hands down the scene. Hands down, it's the scene where Clarice has to chase after Buffalo Bill, right? Yeah, and sees the mannequin with the half completed woman's bodysuit and her realizing holy shit this really is the guy yeah yeah and then when she and i know i'm skipping a smidge so i can pause if you want me to because i had mentioned some things that are going to skip a little bit no that's okay but when she's in the dark and he can see her because of the night vision and she can't see him and she's just feeling around i can't yeah the fact that she already saw some messed up shit and knows a girl is down in that well feeling around in the dark had to have been even scarier than just knowing that he was there somewhere yeah oh yeah and whenever like you see from his point of view and he has his hand right in front of her face and he's just like toying with her before he oh i was like i wonder if he did that to mrs Littman before he drowned her ass in that tub oh yeah and then we see mrs Littman, and she's just like oh my god she's like in her own sludge oh god she's rotting body in her own sludge but that's just it she's sludgy mcface and then the lights cut out oh i know see and if it were me fumbles magoo i would just like accidentally go toward the tub and biff it into it with her and die of some sort of dysentery yep i think of the same exact thing how did that not smell though because i feel like the first thing that you would do is you would immediately smell that and start gagging right yeah 
Yeah. Well, I mean, if she used our skincare products full of formaldehyde, then she's well preserved. That's true. She probably actually did. So she's, that's actually, it's just the sludge that they put, that he put around her. She's actually probably like pristine under there. Mrs. Littman's holding up pretty well. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, was- no, that is like the scariest, by far the scariest scene. I get so sweaty watching it every it. time whenever they're in the dark like that. Um, there's just, there's so many things though that like too, that like little things like, um, definitely a, a shout out that this was some Ed Gein shit. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's body parts in the fish tanks. Yeah. There's all kinds of little hidden Easter eggs in there, huh? Legs and arms and stuff in there. Um, and then obviously we find Mrs. Lippman. Uh, we talked about the night vision. Yeah. I just, it's, oh God. It's quite the, quite the finale. Um, it's intense. And then, you know, um, so at the beginning or more toward the beginning anyway, when Clarice is at school and doing that drill and the guy's like shoots her and is like, you're dead. Why are you dead? And she's like, cause I didn't check behind the door. You know what I mean? Well then in the end of this, like all she hears is that click, click. behind her and is like, nope. You know what I mean? And just like yep. blows his ass. And then I laugh super hard though. The only thing that distracts me at the end of it is how derpy his arms and hands are when he dies. He's just like, no, <laughs> I hate it. It's so distracting. <laughs> it's so distracting. He's all like, twitchy for a minute and then the gurgle the blood spout like spurting out of his mouth so good yeah um, gross so yeah I, I thought that that was pretty um scary and creepy and then when uh Crawford's walking Clarice down the sidewalk and like the media tries to walk up on her and then you know ask her super inappropriate and badly timed questions you know yeah. as they will as they do um but she they say um she's got like uh gunpowder burn on her face and i guess they used to call that like a coal miner's tattoo or something oh. like that also, which they which i get in the trivia per imdb reference back to like the dad or like okay west virginia like what was your dad a coal miner you know what i mean oh, like oh yeah kind of looped back into it so i thought that was a little interesting um and then can we talk about that fbi cake look delicious Hold on. I literally said, I want a piece of the FBI cake. However, I bet it turned everyone's mouths black. However, she cut it poorly too, because she didn't even go all the way to the center. No, she didn't. Who's going to waste the entire middle of the cake? You're going to have one person who gets a circle piece. Every time she cuts it, I'm like, wrong, wrong. She was so happy though. She's like, but you know what though? When I'm at a party, if somebody asks me to cut the cake, I'm like, no, no. I'm not ruining everything for everyone dessert wise. Nope. Are you fucking nuts? So nope. I always stayed on that. But yeah, that cake looks awesome. But yeah, I bet you're right. Everyone had like funny teeth after. Yes. <laughs> you're like, oh, let's yeah. get the press release pictures taken now, pre cake, okay? <laughs> and then we'll have our cake and we'll eat it too. Yeah. Um, Be great. So yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then we, you know, she gets pulled away for a phone, a phone call because. Hannibal Lecter knew she was going to be at that event. I guess he knows everything. Oh, so he called her up and was like, <laughs> he had a fly on his forehead and he talked to her for a few minutes. <laughs> had a little Jeff Goldblum cameo <laughs> 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 chilling out in there. Um, but we find out that he um, and Dr. Chilton both vacation Oceanside. To be exact, it's the island of Bimini in the Bahamas. Peace. <laughs> 
Yeah. I was wondering where that was actually filmed at just because I was like, well, I don't, who knows? I guess somewhere in the Caribbean, I guess. And it's like a busy street too. Very busy street. Very um, busy street. Easy to blend in. And I always, at the end, I always watch to see how long I can see him in frame for. I'm always like, there he is. Nope, that's not him now. Nope, there he is. Yep, there he is. And I'm always staring. Him forever. Yeah, he, ta- he walks forever. And then like, I guess, and I read two different things. Not that they're, it's whatever. But right before it go, it fades to black, his hat blows off his head. And you can either, I read he picks it up, and then I read that an extra picked it up and handed it to him. So either way, but allegedly, you can see his hat blow off of his head and him grab it and put it back on. So I'm going to have to watch next time because I never see that because I always lose him in the crowd, which is right. his purpose for being there because he's going to go munch on Dr. Chilton's faux head. Yeah, bye-bye, uh, Dr. Chilton. Thank God. They were going to do an alternate ending that showed Dr. Chilton in the background, like, tied up to a chair. And Dr. Lecter has, like, a knife when he's talking to Clarice on the phone. And he's like, well, gotta go. Ta-ta. And then he turns to Dr. Chilton and is like, I don't know if he just says ta-ta. I just put that in there. He seems like he would say that. <laughs> he would say that. He but would he say that. Turns, he turns to Dr. Chilton and he's like, shall we get started? But people didn't like that idea. Neither do I. So I'm I glad I have seen that. I think I've seen that alternate end, that altern- alternate ending. Really? I feel like I have. Did you ever see the alternate ending to Harry and the Hendersons? No. Did you know that there's an alternate ending? No. So in the alternate ending, um, uh, what's the the villain guy's name? Oh, I haven't seen that movie since. Oh, Chocolate Fleur. <laughs> what? I don't know why I remember his name, but I don't even remember what I wore yesterday. So Jacques Lafleur, <laughs> he actually shoots Harry. And Harry dies in John Lithgow's arms. You're lying. <laughs> no, but my brother told me that that was true. And I told like 15 people I knew before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. So I had to pass along those feelings. That's terrible. Of dread. Um, but yeah, that was, and then, and then it fades to black. And we don't know where Hannibal is until Hannibal comes along and he's in Florence, Italy under a pseudonym. Yeah. And I and then I stop watching. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hold a candle. It doesn't hold a candle to this, obviously. No, I'm gonna make you float. Whee (laughs) That should be our video on Instagram. It's just you like going up and down on your chair. It's like Mr. Bean in that one movie. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so funny when you disappear completely. Oh shit. Um so yeah, did you wanna talk I just talked forever about, you know, the fly on the forehead and everything. Do you wanna talk about your reason for rating or I can. Okay, please I have it. Tell me all the things. Okay. All right. So my reason for rating is uh there are far worse and scarier things in the world than a ghost, demon, or anything sci-fi related. In all truth uh murderers and serial killers are what really scare me they are real they are demented and they have no remorse obviously this movie is based off of a book but has many homages i couldn't say the word to a very true and utterly insane man ed gein that's the first person i think of um not to mention cannibalism is also a theme so you take murder cannibalism and making a bodysuit out of a real human out of real human flesh and that my friends is a fucking nightmare However, if I could 
be anyone, I'd be okay with being Clarice. At least I know one person would never come for me. And if they did, it would be inviting me to dinner, not to become their dinner. I feel like I'd be honored either way. Probably, maybe, only if I was her. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. That all makes sense to me, man. I, uh, I, I second that. <laughs> that's oh. all I said. You're like, that's it, I'm done. I concur. Um, no matter how much, how many times I watch this movie, I'm like totally enthralled with it. And like you said earlier, I, I, I didn't even think I'd take this many notes because I couldn't, I was so distracted by the movie. Yeah. Which is good. My notes, which is not usually the case. Um, you know what I mean? But like the actors, the score, the scenes, the dialogue, love dialogue, heavy movies, despite the genre. So I'm always like boing when it comes to that. Um, and you know, the Buffalo Bill Clarice stalking scene at the end of the movie, like I said, is just one of the most panic inducing scenes I've ever seen. So like, I can't deal with it at all. It's one of my, it's up there in my top. I mean, I don't go so far to say up there in my top 10 movies. Yeah. If that gives you any idea or guess into my rating. <laughs> She's like, it's a zero. <laughs> Thank you. I'm done. I just I closed can't. my laptop. <laughs> I'm like, why? I just black. I'm just waiting to wrap up. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to go two for gore on this one, man. Hardcore. Uh, I'm definitely going for two for gore. Absolutely. That's so obvious. Come on. Yeah. We were excited from the second we. Huh. This one was going for for sure for gore all the time. We were for sure ready to know that we were gonna give it that before we even started watching it. I ranked it that like two weeks ago when we announced it. Yeah. I just, they didn't listen. They didn't listen. (laughs) So, well, awesome. That's four for Gore. Gore, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Down. Uh, (laughs) So I guess next time we're watching, or we'll be talking about rather Dark Waters from 1993. Yeah. Awesome. Let's give it a try. Never, neither of us have seen it. Yeah. We'll try it all. We'll give it a throw, man. Awesome. Awesome. It is. awesome. So check that out then. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, as always, I don't think I did it for like the last two movies. Cause I, I was, I life got in the way, but I'll try to remember to post where you can watch it. Oh yeah. I forgot to as well. <laughs> okay. Oh no, I did it with Krampus. I did it with Krampus. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know if I did it with um, creep show, but I keep feeling like this is already posted. Every time we record, I'm like, oh, this episode's out as we're speaking right now. But no, it still has to be posted. So <laughs> I'm an idiot. About that. About that. All right. Well, I'm going to stop. Uh, well, no, let's say our goodbyes. Hold on before I stop. Yes. So. Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. This was a really fun episode. I had a good time. Yeah, is- I mean, I. I- pretty excited about this i always have a good time but like that was fun to talk about that one this was the best time it was the best time but make sure you follow us on our socials yes please so uh instagram twitter and email us at four for gore at gmail.com written out yeah twitter and instagram are four for gore podcast yes with the number four yeah with the number four so check and us love. out, spread the word, love on us. Please share and uh, subscribe and like and uh, 
give us a rating go give us a five-star rating if you like us at apple podcasts it really helps us out and we appreciate it if you do it takes five seconds literally five even i can do it that quickly and i don't even know what i'm doing with my phone (laughs) colleen can attest to that so yeah i sometimes don't either you should have seen me today trying to struggle with this so we love you all so much thank you for uh for stopping by and we'll talk to you again soonage yes Bye, everybody. Yep, bye.